Hi guys, this is Vidas. Vidusha. Let's start episode 158 of Ask Vidas and Osha podcast. And this question was sent by Steven. He writes, good morning, Vidas. Thank you for posting the explanations, guidance and helpful suggestions in the Ask Vidas and Osha series. I would also like to submit a question to the series, if I may. Organists today know to use articulate legato, so-called ordinary touch, in all the parts when performing early pre-18th century, 19th century music, such as the fugues of Bach and other uh, polyphonic pieces, and to employ legato and all of its associated techniques for all organ music written during or after the 19th century, unless otherwise specified by the composer. It's conceivable, though, that in the course of our studies we may run across a polyphonic piece such as a standard alone organ, standalone organ fugue, uh, written pretty much in 18th century common practice style by a modern composer, where the music is very busy and actually sounds in places like it could have been written in the last half of the 18th century by an acolyte of the Bach school, and the score has no indications about this touch. All we know is it was written in the 21st century. In this situation, how do we determine a starting place for the touch? Do we follow the rule that the date of composition in each and every case determines what kind of touch should be used and employ legato in all the parts as a starting place? Or should we take the polyphony of the piece into consideration and employ articulate legato from the beginning to keep all the moving parts clearly audible to the listener? I was wondering how you and Osha may feel about this, whether the music's date of composition should be considered more important than its style when choosing a starting place for the touch. Thank you once again for all your help, aid, and assistance. It's much appreciated. Steven. As I understand, uh, Steven uh, asks about the situation when a person creates a modern uh, composition but written in the old style. Right, Osha? Yes, that's what I understand from this question. And what should the touch be then what's your opinion today well you know if it's written in baroque style let's say fugue in baroque style I would use ordinary touch that's my opinion what about you it's the same as improvisation I would say whenever we improvise in the historical styles we use the touch of those styles even though it's improvised today in the 21st century, right? Somebody could even record this improvisation and transcribe it into musical notation and make it a finished, polished piece. And it would sound like more or less early composition, but created today. Yes, because I think the style is is more important when the piece is written. Because nowadays, you know, all those styles mix up together and you can create whatever you want. And if you feel that Baroque style is more, you know, 
close to you or you, know, you are more related to it and you create compositions like this when they definitely have to be performed in ordinary touch. That's my opinion because otherwise it might just sound muddy and unclear. I'm just trying to think of any recordings that I heard recently when improvisation was done in the old style by a living, of course, performer. But none come to mind, right? Because every good improviser knows the difference of touch in, in historical styles and tries to emulate that touch. Although in the past might have been some people who played Baroque-style polyphonic pieces, legato. But that's because everyone else was playing legato at the same time, Baroque pieces. Right, Osha? Yes. I think so, because, you know, just tendencies were like this in those days, but now everything changed and we have talked about it in our earlier podcast. Yeah. Uh, I just remember now one instance. I wrote um, seven chorale improvisations very early in my career. I think just after graduating from UNL and those were based on my improvis- real improvisations I recorded them and uh, transcribed them into musical notation and then I thought maybe somebody could publish them right that was before the days of this blog of course because today I, I would have just posted on the internet to myself and uh, send it to Wayne Leopold editions and after a while I received an answer very nice polite answer that it's it's wonderful that you are interested and in submitting for possible publication uh, you know and those uh, pieces could be trans- considered in the style of Krebs I would say not Bach but a student of Bach let's say so Wayne Leopold wrote that however nobody can really compete with Herr Bach <laughs> Master Bach right so he doesn't uh, see or didn't see the point of publishing uh, early sounding pieces today where there are thousands of early original music written so I started doing this, of course, uh, on paper. Maybe, maybe on the instrument is another story when you improvise. What do you think about that, Osh? Yes, actually, you know, I think it, it's better probably to to leave that early style for the improvisation nowadays instead of composing in that kind of style. But of course, you no, know, we have free will to choose for ourselves. Exactly. Let's say Bach would have thought uh, the same and would try, would have tried uh, to imitate the styles of uh, early composers who came before him, and he did actually. He did actually, yes. But while doing the, that, he did this very creatively and combined several styles in one piece: Italian, German, and French. 
And actually, yes, you can hear in his compositions and see and hear the early style, Stila Antico, so-called. And you know the Baroque, High Baroque style, that was his contemporary style. And then, you know, you can already get the tendencies of actually that period that came you know, after Baroque and between the classical style. Galant style. Galant style. Mm. That his sons used, you know, when composing queer compositions. So basically, you know, Bach absorbed all those tendencies and used them in his, his, his compositions. I would say today, if you want to be original, you have to combine several sources. The sources of... Uh, inspiration not one yes because so so many things are already written and composed and said so you probably just have you know, to mix things mm-hmm. together exactly take one stylistic approach from one composer that you like another from another school right maybe if you like polyphonia you can keep that and but add a special specific model uh, writing style that you like from the later schools, right? Something uh, uh, that is really combined, and that will make your music more unique. Yes, it's you know like Paul Hindemith created Ludus Tonalis, and of course, I think the inspiration for him to compose it probably was well-tempered clavier. Yes, or you know like Shostakovich also created, you know, preludes and fugues. But but still, we had their own unique style. But of course we know and we have studied Bach too. So that's that's the way how things should, you know, should, should be done. I think our final word of advice uh, besides articulating early style music, uh, whether written or improvised today, should be, I think, be very open-minded and look broadly at your influences, right? And and then you can mix things up, uh, create in different order, and and you don't know what will come out. Maybe the result will not be something that you like. Maybe that will be, you know, uh, another level of training that you do. But maybe the next step will lead some something with more interest, right, Ocean? Yes, because I think you need to mix the elements of, you know, early and modern, even if you are creating in that early style. Because if you will just create in the early style, it will be like copying that style. And if you will not add anything new, then I don't know if it's worth of doing. What do you think? In music, musical world today, uh, there isn't much success with this, I think. Uh, I think only with improvisation, yes. But if it's a written piece... uh, people will not be too impressed if you just imitate somebody's style, right? That's in music. But let's say in art, in visual art, if you imitate the style of Dutch Renaissance or Baroque or something, if you can do this, 
people somehow will be very impressed and could pay a lot of money for for just observing uh, the pictures or photos of your paintings today. That's a very weird situation, right? Uh, to create something old-fashioned and people will be very happy. Because, you see, people like to look at stuff that they could recognize, right? Yes, that's true. But the things that are familiar to them. That's why people are keep drawing pictures of uh, uh, Superman and Batman and other uh, superheroes, uh, right, characters. They are not inventing their own. Sometimes they do, but uh, not always. They they uh, recreate them from the past movies, or let's say, or stories, because their audience love to uh, look at stuff or read stuff that is familiar, right? Yes, that's true. That's why we keep uh, playing uh, masterpieces of 17th, 18th, and 19th century uh, in the concerts of organ music. Right. Instead of constantly creating something original 21st century style. Right, Osha? Yes, that's right. We do sometimes create and in- incorporate, but not always. There are people who, who do exclusively unique stuff, but they're, I think, on the minority. That's true. I think it's hard, you know, to be always original. Yes. So with that optimistic uh, note, we could end this discussion. And uh, we hope to get more of your questions and feedback. Please send us. Uh, we love helping you grow as an organist in various spheres of organ playing. Thank you, guys. This was with us. And Osha. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. <laughs>